Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, hey, and how are you? And welcome in. It is the happy hour. Gwen and Chris, final hour of our Tuesday program. A little after 5 o'clock on this Tuesday. In America's finest city, Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., and Matt Scraby. All together in the Odyssey Palace Studios, which you can clearly see. Not necessarily a palace, but a studio for sure. If you are watching our live stream, program is now uh, streaming live uh, for you on uh, Twitter uh, at 97.3 The Fan SD or the YouTube uh, page at 97.3 The Fan SD as well. We invite you to uh, head on over to YouTube, uh, search 97.3 The Fan. Scroll down a bit, you'll see the uh, Gwyn and Chris live uh, streaming, and you can uh, watch the festivities as they unfold. Uh, We are uh, coming up on Game 2 of the National League Championship Series. Arizona Diamondbacks and the favored Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Aaron Nola will throw the first pitch uh, shortly in that game to Arizona's Corbin Carroll. Uh, Merrill Kelly will pitch tonight for the D-backs. You know our guy Brian Anderson is doing the play-by-play. B.A. They're going with the three-man crew, too. Yeah, they got Jeff Francoeur and Ron Darling in there. And uh, I was watching last night. First of all, B.A. is one of my new favorite broadcasters. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Uh, You met him uh, when you were playing for the Brewers. He is the voice of the Brewer baseball. But he has ascended now to the top guy at TBS, and deservedly so as far as I'm concerned. He's that good. He's great on NBA basketball. He's fantastic on uh, the NCAA tournament. And if you want to enjoy what I feel is a really good uh, telecast broadcaster, uh, watch Brian Anderson on the game tonight. But I was watching last night, and it sounds like Ron Darling talks after every pitch, and Jeff Francoeur gets like one sentence in every half inning. And that's got to change. You think that's got to change, huh? Well, yeah. if you have a three-man booth, I think it's got to be a little more that, conversational. That's why it's tough. It uh, is to tough. To have the three-man booth easy. this time of year. But yeah. they've just, they've gone with that. And Ron is just... Because Darling's used to a two-man. He, he's, exactly. So he's used to jumping in all the time. And uh, he's very knowledgeable, Ron Darling. I, lo- I, I mean, love Ron. I think oh, he's good. He's really good. Jeff is good. He just... It, it, it's going to be tough. He needs he's to gotta, force himself find, yeah, in exactly. there a little bit more. Brian Anderson has to try and include him a little bit. But uh, that's game two. And uh, the American League Championship Series, they have an off day traveling to uh, Dallas all the way from Houston. And it'll be a game three tomorrow with the Rangers up two games to none 
on the Astros. Alas, at this time last season, the Padres were playing in the National League Championship Series. We all know that is not the case this time around. And so our attentions have turned to postseason or offseason maneuverings and whatnot. And in The Athletic today, if you are a subscriber to The Athletic, you can read the story yourself. If you're not a subscriber, we can help you out because uh, we had uh, access to the article. Uh, Jim Bowden. Bowden? Bowden. I call him Bowden every time, and I know I'm mistaken. Jim Bowden, the uh, former uh, general manager of the Cincinnati Reds, now a journalist guy. <laughs> He's not my favorite. But he wrote an uh, article today on the five teams to watch in terms of trying to make a trade for the Padres' Juan Soto. And I always look at these articles with kind of a like, why are you wasting a si- my a time? Side eye. It's a bit of a side eye, wasting yeah. my time. You're just suggesting five things that are never going to happen. But you know what's so interesting, Tony? I actually is saw a trade in there me, I didn't hate. You got me kind of questioning it right now. Is it Bowden or Bowden? Oh. It's Bowden. It's Bowden. I, it's because I I say Bowden, Bowden, confuse you guys on purpose. So both of us do that. Um, there was actually a <laughs> trade Bowden. suggested. Bowden. Okay. There was actually a trade suggested in his article that I didn't didn't Just, didn't hate. Please tell me it has to do with Seattle. No, no, oh. it didn't have to do with Seattle. I like the one with Cleveland. He suggested that the uh, Guardians offer up the left fielder Stephen Kwan, which I think was uh, would be a good addition to this Padre club, and the uh, ace pitcher Shane Bieber, and then uh, add some prospects into that for Juan Soto. That, I thought, was doable, but I might be alone. What did you like in the article? I, if I, I looked at the whole article with a side eye, so I didn't okay. necessarily like anything. Yeah. But... And I didn't, and I didn't look to see what the pieces were, but I like what the Mariners have in general, uh-huh. in terms of their pitching and being able to go get some of that young pitching. If you're going to do it, I'm not. First of all, let me say on the record, I am not a fan of trading Juan Soto. No, you don't want at to. all. Nor did Jim Bowden say that he is a fan of trading Juan I, I Soto. I think it's, I think it's a stupid decision if that's what it comes to. But um most every trade would be a bunch of prospects and guys that i have never heard of and right. guys that i don't think the padres have a time to wait right to develop right but right. that's why the cleveland one interested me if you have to trade juan soto i would you could get in according to this article this doesn't mean that cleveland is out there actively offering this but the suggestion was is that they could part with Shane Bieber and Stephen Kwan. To me, you'd at least be getting an ace to help you replace Blake Snell, and you'd be getting a left fielder that can uh, give you a true leadoff hitter and get on base it's, in Kwan. It's just still so mind-blowing to me that... The, but Soto's so much more generation, generational of a talent than any of those guys. I, I just so. think it's still mind-blowing to me that a young prospect that hasn't done anything has more value than... Yeah, I don't I know. Agree. Like a George Kirby, who was great for the Mariners in his really his rookie season mm-hmm. for for them. Like just by him being in the big leagues alone, he's lost value. It seems like, right? I mean, whereas they're talking in this particular deal, they're talking uh, Bryce Miller, which is one of the young arms that the Mariners have uh, have for and a and another player. I can't think of a world in which two prospects are enough to get Juan Soto. I don't give. I don't care. If they are the number one and number two, 
prospects in baseball. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Tony. I, it just I'm makes not a no big, sense to I'm me. not a big prospect fan. You know who else isn't a big prospect fan? You brought this up when we were talking yesterday. Is Kenyon Martin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking about they were switching sports a little bit. But Kenyon Martin had a, had a quote that I uh, pretty much subscribed to. And what he was talking about is Kenyon Martin's a former NBA player. He's yeah, this, played this, with the Clippers quick, and a bunch of other teams. Just real quick, it relates because of the whole young Yeah, the whole prospect, prospect thing. thing. Absolutely. And I guess the NBA, some some publication ESPN. somewhere. Oh, it was, ESPN. it was ESPN. yeah. They put out a ranking of their top 100 players in the NBA. And they put Russell Westbrook at 93. And Kenyon Martin was, like, incredulous to the fact that Russell Westbrook, a former MVP and a guy that still plays at a pretty high level, could be the 93rd best player in the league. And he was especially incredulous that two <laughs> players, one being the uh, new phenom, Victor Wenbayama, and another being the second pick, Scoot Henderson, could be ranked ahead of Russell Westbrook and said Kenyon Martin swearing along the way, there is no way you can tell me that two guys could be ranked ahead of Russell Westbrook who haven't even played a game in the league yet. I mean, he has a valid it, point. It, it I think no he's sense. got a great point. It, 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 it starts to raise the question, is, is is this just so that we're doing what we're doing right yes. now? Yes. Because, come on, not, what I get Russell's not top five. But he's played in the NBA Knock before. it off at 93. 92 players better than him in the NBA. And so that brings me back to this Juan Soto thing. Like, I don't care what prospects you give me. There's nothing that's going to equate to that. Because you can't guarantee me, which is what you almost get from me when you get this player, that those guys will be what you say they're going to be. I know. And then there's, but there's the argument out there of people who say, you know, I'll use this as an example because it just came to my mind, but... Many years ago when the Tigers got Doyle Alexander from the Braves and they won the division because of Doyle Alexander, who was a starting pitcher that they knew what they could do, but they gave up John Smoltz and Brave John Smoltz for 12 Hall of Fame seasons. <laughs> right. And everybody said, what a stupid, you know, that's the kind of reason, that's the cautionary tale. And see, and for, for, so you need to get prospects, and you you know you got to hang on to your prospects because they can turn out to be John Smoltz. They can, but here's the problem: the Padres in this case are the team that Doyle went to, right? Right? They are on the cusp, so they don't have time to let John Smoltz to be learn could be become John Smoltz at this point. Yeah, I don't Do disagree. To, I'm I'm on the same side as you. Yeah, are. no, I'm just I'm just. Venting. I would trade all prospects, almost all of them, and uh, all draft choices uh, in order to try do everything I can to win right now. Because this is what we can't lose sight of as it pertains to the Padres. As bad as this season was, they are not far off. I really believe that. Like their talent, that that's the there are a teams going into this offseason that have a lot more to address than what the Padres do in terms of their roster. Hopefully what we saw in September is what we really kind of have here. And I, I think you have to take some of that with you into the offseason. Yeah, it's an interesting article for those who like this stuff, but I 100% agree with you in the end, uh, Tony. 
the Padres would be really silly to trade Juan Soto for just about anything at this point. Yeah. Unless they could somehow get three or four, three or four proven all-star players back in return, and that's I, listen, not going to happen. I'm willing to take some, some young prospects if I'm getting a couple proven, right. like either on the cusp of being an all-star or already an all-star. Well, that's why I said if you held my feet to the fire and I had to trade one of these five trades, then... Uh, I'd take Shane Bieber and I'd take Stephen Kwan plus prospects. But. Shane Bieber is a good pitcher, but he's injured. I was about to say, not only is he injured. Who's the, not injured? The, the, but the he, pitches. I mean, the miles are starting to, to pile up on him as well. And so, you know, are you getting the ace that... Would you be getting Shane Bieber? Yeah, yeah. that you add Cy Young, Cy Young. Shane Bieber. He, he's, he's only 28, which is really... Wow, that's still, a lot younger than really I thought. Really young, still. I didn't realize he was that young either until I, yeah. I saw it. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't do any of the trades. In yeah, fact, it I, took I, everything I had just to read the article. <laughs> <laughs> so that shows you how into it I was. All right. All right. Let's uh, take a break. <laughs> the, uh, I, I was waiting for Tony to take us out, and it's my turn. The Diamondbacks and the uh, Phillies are underway. First batter of the game, Corbin Carroll hit a routine ground ball to Trey Turner, who booted it. Kick it! Ketel uh, Marte struck out. You're up to date. There's a one out and one on in the top of the first inning. I I forgot to mention this earlier, Tony, but last night Corbin Carroll let off the game with a single and then stayed planted at first base while the two, three, and four hitters all got out. I tell you what. And I think I think he's got to try it. You've got to push it. you got to say we're here to play. And same thing tonight. He's on to lead off the game. I think he's got to try it. Couple things he has working against him here. Nola's really quick to the plate. Okay. Two, what they've done really good so far, at least yesterday. Corbin Carroll likes to get, and, and you saw it in the series before. He likes to get like this kind of walking walking lead. lead. Yeah. That has nobody has made him stop. And I thought yesterday Wheeler did a good job of holding, making him stop. Yeah. As you're seeing Nola do the same thing here, so. It, it makes it difficult to get a good job, and that and then on on the other thing on that is Riamuto is one of the best yeah catch and throw guys. And I say throw me out. I say go ahead and throw me out and uh, show me you can do it. But I I, I got to push the issue a little if I'm Arizona. They haven't done that yet. We'll check some traffic when we come back. More Gwen and Chris on the way until six o'clock. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 521 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Somebody went deep. Looked like Trey Turner. It was. Trey Turner on the Second board. batter. The Diamondbacks are one batter ahead of where they were last night. Tonight, uh, they got Kyle Schwerber out, but then the second guy hit a home run, Trey Turner. The interesting thing, one nothing Phillies. The thing that's interesting, Tony, on the previous pitch to that, he swung at a high fastball, and the bat flew out of his hands and almost helicoptered up into the crowd. They had to go get the bat, give it back to him. Next pitch. He go. He held on to the bat, and uh, the ball did not stay in play. I, I, I said this before, but this is – I love postseason baseball. Just watching some of the takes these guys have, especially a guy like Bryce, who is like – they're making good pitches, like right on the corner, just below the zone, and he's barely even offering at it. That's how dialed in so this guy's in. in right now. So locked in, and uh, he's, was, he's almost impossible to get out right now. You think it's loud right now after Trey Turner's homer and, Bruce, and Bryce Harper's walk? Yeah, that's the last thing that Arizona <laughs> could afford. I mean, they had to go in there and try to keep it quiet for a little At while. At least a little bit, right? But, Take them out of the game. Yeah, when the second guy hits a home run, they just start to party in Philadelphia, and you're in trouble. Where so. they're not having a party right now is in Oakland. The Oakland A's, at least at this point, and it's not its not 100%. I, I want to stress that, but it looks like they'll be moving. It's not 100%? It's not 100%. What is the percent that's still left the, that they could stay? I don't know what the percentage was, but we finished, you know, we played the, what, the second to last series? Right. Or second to last road series? No. Where'd we go at the end of the season? Was it Oakland, uh, Chicago to end the season? Uh, White Sox was your last okay. series, yeah. The, the series before that was in Oakland, though, right? Yes. Something so, like that. So a lot of Hold the, on, I have this schedule for It's right behind reason. you. No, that's 2024. Yeah. I have uh Oh, they took the 2023 down already, huh? Oh, it was Giants. It was Giants. So the, the trip before we went to Oakland, and a lot of the folks there kept saying, yes. they kept making it a point that it wasn't a done deal yet. You know, they definitely alluded to the fact that it, it's, it's more likely than not, but it's not a done deal. There still has to be a vote in Vegas. That being said, Trevor May. Former Oakland A pitcher sounded off on his podcast, and he basically, as a player, former employee who probably had to keep his mouth shut during the year, uh, he pretty much said what I think everybody else is thinking. Yeah. Now that it's official, I didn't know we actually had the sound. Poor, <laughs> poor communications here. My bad. I mean, we did talk about it. On the show, <laughs> Stop it. Play the sound. Now that it's official. To the A's organization and every single person part of it, I love all of you. Every single one of you, except for one guy. We all know who that guy is. Sell the team, dude. I tried to get a sell shirt. I didn't get here fast enough. Sell it, man. Let someone who actually like takes pride in the things they own own something. There's actually people who give a shit about the game. Let them do it. Take mommy and daddy's money somewhere else, dork. And also, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna just be a greedy, greedy. Own it. There's nothing weaker than being afraid of cameras. So that's one thing I really struggled with this year was not just eviscerating that guy. 
Do what you're gonna do, bro. You're you're whatever. You're a billionaire. They exist. You guys have all this power. You shouldn't have any because you haven't earned any of it. But anyway, whatever. It is what it is. Reality is you got you got handed everything you have, and now you're too soft to sit and stand in front or, or take any responsibility for anything you're doing. Yeah, whatever. Oakland is Oakland. Uh, you can make all the cases. Oh, it's not a great city. Blah, 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 blah. But you're putting you're putting hundreds, if not thousands, of people out of work that have worked somewhere for decades and you haven't acknowledged that at all so just be better that's all we're asking just be a human being <laughs> my if he feels like that and he's just he's... now getting that out like think about what other people in that organization feel like that yeah. don't have that platform yeah man uh that is um as clean as it can be. Yeah, please uh, speak for everybody in baseball, everybody in Oakland, everybody surrounding the game. And, and you know, the thing he said last in there about the guy just kind of hiding behind his billions and not even being out in the public in any way, shape, or form, I, I think that really frustrates a lot of people, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, the guy basically decided to sit behind, you know, curtains and, you know, make all these backroom deals and bargains to move the A's away from the the fans who love them and basically spent years and years tearing down the franchise that was one of the more successful ones in all of baseball. You know, you go back to the 70s, they won yep. three championships. Yep. You go to the 80s, they had three of the greatest teams in baseball history back-to-back-to-back years. They only won one championship in 1989 out of that. But and then even the Bob Melvin days when they had so much success, you know, I I just you know, I, I couldn't agree with Trevor May more. I mean, there's more there takes mommy and daddy's money somewhere else, dork. He <laughs> called him a dork. Pretty solid. Pretty solid <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, you know. I and the thing is there's not gonna be any Come back to it from John Fisher because he doesn't say anything to anybody. No, nah, he doesn't. He just have sits to. behind his, you know, millionaire, billionaire palace wherever he is. That's like it's like you said. If you're going to kick me where it counts, you should at least show your face. You know, you should at least. Own I like it. it. Stand yeah. on it. Own it. You know, whatever's coming your way, right? Like you had to know when you decided I'm going to move this team. How upset were people were going to be? And it's like a slow burn of a move, too. And, you know, unlike, you know, we could say we we, we joke about uh, Mark Davis sometimes, but when he moved that team from Oakland to Las Vegas, he owned it. He stood out there. Now, he might have cast done some of the blame game that Fisher's done, but at least his face was showing. At least he was talking to the media. At least he, he seemed to empathize with the fact that there are people that were going to lose their jobs. For Fisher, there's been nothing. Literally nothing. You haven't heard a word. I think he spoke maybe a, a few weeks before the season ended. There was one interview with him that finally and, came out on, he, like, sportsillustrated.com. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for the social media world, nobody even would have seen the interview. And he basically yeah, blamed, blamed it all on the else. city of Oakland. 100%. Blamed it 100% on the city of Oakland. Said, you don't know what's been going on behind the scenes. They went back on everything they promised. That was his excuse. Yeah. So yeah. it was just, uh, I guess it's refreshing to hear a, a player I like go that route. Good good on you, Trevor. Now, May. he did do it as he was walking out the door. Like, you're cool. You're cool. <laughs> Not you. Know, you. I, 
I I have fantasized about this many I, times I'm, in my job. I'm positive you have. I, like this job, I, every <laughs> job I've ever had, I fantasized <laughs> on a, like a, a going parting out like, words. Going out like that? Yeah, and then when I do actually like leave, I'm like, yeah, it probably won't be the best move <laughs> if I go out here on a ball of fire. But it, it, it would feel so good to get that out because, you know what, he got it out, but really what's it going to do? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Gave us something to talk about. That's for sure. I think he's also trying to promote his Twitch, which he did a really good job of. So tell you what, brilliant, brilliant marketing. If you're gonna if you're gonna start have your first Do it your there. first Twitch, there that's the way you go about it, right there. Yeah, he had like cool whooshing sounds. He's got. He's oh, that got wasn't you. Out. That was no. Him. That was that was all from the video. I thought that was mm. you coming in hot. <laughs> coming in hot, Chris says. It's the way to go. All right, uh, let's step away. Let's get to break. When we come back, Scott Miller joined us earlier. Get a chance to hear that next here on Gwen and Chris. Ben and Woods on the fan. You know you may need the rest, but you're like, I'm LeBron James. Like, I'm the leader of this team. I'm the leader of the NBA. You're like that as well. You hate missing time. I hate you missing, hate time. missing time. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. You hate show it. up for every single minute of this show. I load manage. You are a load manager. <laughs> I'm LeBron and you're Kawhi. That's still a pretty killer combo. When we make the playoffs, I am going to be fresh, fresh, ready, and rested. Listen to Ben and Woods. We... All right, welcome back to the program. 5.35 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Gwynn and Chris. A 97.3, the fan. Anana leads the Minnesota Timberwolves 34-25. Yeah, that's an actual score from the uh, NBA preseason. Does anybody follow the NBA preseason? Like, even the hardest core NBA fans? I, okay, Scraby, Scraby does we, we know you don't. Sorry, sorry, you sorry. don't even follow the regular NBA yeah. season. Not until it matters. Uh, it matters all the time. Uh, I follow it. Do I follow you, the Lakers. Do you know what's going on Like with the Lakers preseason? What's their record? I think they're one and three. One and three. I don't know. Uh, you got me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you don't know, I certainly don't know. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It is. Looks like two and three. Two and three. God, they played a lot of uh, preseason games. Five preseason games already for the Lakers. Uh, yeah, two and three. I, the NBA preseason, I, I think I think it's fun for the cities where they host games and people that maybe don't have NBA teams can go out and see some of these guys come in and play. Although very few of the real stars play in these you know preseason games. But get a glimpse of LeBron James, that's a big deal. I remember they used to have a Laker game in San Diego every year, and it was, yeah. you know, well attended, well thought of down here. To the, to I guess we're no longer we no longer qualify well, for that. Yeah, once you have the the condensation coming through the the floor. Yeah, yeah teams, that was the end of that. When it's the it's defending champions are are in the building, and yeah. Steph Curry slips. That's no probably, probably not probably not coming back. Do you no guys point remember out? when I went and saw the Lakers play and in a LeBron preseason was, game? LeBron was joking about your 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 young shirt. <laughs> yes, <laughs> according. <laughs> To you, or did that really happen? It really happened. It really <laughs> happened. No, uh-huh. no, the picture is him looking at me. You think he's looking pointing. at Pointing. Okay, so what happened was I was uh, covering it for the station. Wait a second. Were you coming from a squash game? I, I was not, Chris. I almost just gave you something that I can't do it to the yeah, camera. the cameras are here now, almost buddy. Almost did it. No, so I was covering the game, and I uh, wore a shirt that was a little too short. 
And so by short, you mean like if you put your hands up like this? Yes, your belly was hanging out. Yes, yes. (laughs) And so I uh, was very careful about it, but then I was like starstruck to see LeBron, and so I kind of like waved. I put my arm up, and my shirt probably came up, and then he started pointing at me, and then he looks at his teammates. He says something. Everybody turns their heads at me, and they all start laughing, and I'm like. What was that about? <laughs> they were totally laughing at me, and then I felt so self-conscious the rest of the day. It was bad news. You, you know, they are, are now that there's cameras in here. You're going to have to address your short shirt thing sometimes because you've gotten better. There was a time where you had the short shirts often. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, you. you I don't you, want you, to. You, I'm, I'm glad that you you changed that. You know up what I did? I, came in. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. I uh, ended up getting the extra long shirts. There you go. So Tall. it's an improvement. Uh, next Tuesday night, the NBA season opens up. Lakers at Denver, Phoenix at Golden State. Yeah. <laughs> This, it this might isn't be, hockey. It, it might be worth watching the stream just to see the reactions on oh, Scraby's oh, face when oh I gosh. torch him throughout the program. For what? For what? For all of the good line one-liners I get off that affect yeah. you. Oh, okay. And he's trying not to admit that it affects him now. I like it. Nothing affects me. Oh, no, no. You are a man of, uh, you are the coolest cucumber. Cool as the other side to of the, the pillow. pillow. Yes. Uh, Phillies won. Diamondbacks nothing. They're in the bottom of the second inning. Trey Turner hit a solo home run in the bottom of the first. Phillies batting. Two outs. Bases empty. 1-0. And the Phillies lead the series 1-0. We talked some more baseball with Scott Miller earlier. New York Times, great baseball writer. Talked about these playoff uh, championship series and other topics. Here's a little listen in to that after we check traffic. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think I think Chris, he's got he's got as good of combination as anybody ever of strategic decisions, knowing what he needs to do when he needs to do it, especially with the bullpen. He's just yeah. been a master 
I mean, you know, you go from those San Francisco bullpens when they were winning three World Series, you know, Javier Lopez and Sergio Romo and Jeremy Affelt. I mean, guys that were good, but, I mean, they weren't like Hall of Famers, but, but he figured out the exact roles they needed to be in, and he called on them. It seemed like just with impeccable timing for this batter or that inning, and he's doing it again in Texas. Um, you know, I mean, we saw that especially – in that game one win over Baltimore in the division series, the three to two game, uh, that was a masterclass in, in, in managing a pitching staff in a big game. And so I think um, it's a combination with Boach of, of, you know, he's not going to get himself into a bad position strategically. Uh, he's, he's at the top, but he also mixes in the human touch with his players. Yeah. Um, saying the right thing at the right moment, kidding with them, picking, picking, kidding one guy at the right moment, picking another guy up at the right moment and, and getting them in not just position to win, but mental, mental position to win. Because, you know, you talk to anybody that's played, Tony, you know, this, anybody that's played for Bruce Bochy or been around Bruce Bochy, he, the, the players feel his leadership and they feel his confidence in them. He, they know, uh, you know, I might've gone over four today and then maybe just on my way to the shower after the game, Boach sends a wisecrack my way. <laughs> and instead of going home and brooding about being over four and, Oh my God, am I even going to be in the lineup tomorrow? That well-placed wisecrack as I'm on my way to the shower allows me to go home tonight in a much better frame of mind looking for tomorrow instead of brooding about today. And uh, anyway, I mean, we've seen guys like Tony LaRusso that are great at X's and O's. We've seen guys like Dusty Baker who are total players, managers, Baker will bring, you know, I mean, he's known historically for, he's got two Cubans on his team that maybe they just signed and they don't know the culture that well. He'll bring Cuban food into the clubhouse on his own to deliver to these guys. Say, hey, you just worry about playing baseball. I'm going to worry about helping you through everything else. So Dusty is so good at the player relations side of it. Larusa X's and O's, just to mention two, and I'm not saying they're not good at the other end of it too. But Bochi is like the Larusa of X's and O's combined with the Dusty of making players feel like they're going to run through that wall tonight. Yeah, I mean, that's what makes this this matchup so compelling. Is you got two managers yeah. who probably have had the success they had because of those same things you just mentioned. Game three, Christian Javier, Max Scherzer makes his Ranger playoff debut. Scott, I want to slide to the National League series. The uh, Phillies jumped out on on uh, the Diamondbacks as they pretty much have everybody. Diamondbacks hung strong. They were able to score a couple runs there late, made it interesting. But this Philly team just seems like after last year's run, at least this is the feeling I get in watching him. Um, this is a team that is is pretty determined to take a, get another another bite at the apple when it comes to an, another chance at a World Series. Yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree. Anybody, especially here in San Diego, that watched the Phillies run last year, I mean, I know a lot, Padre fans were bitterly disappointed last year when they lost in six games to the Phillies, but but I think. Um, as frustrated as Padre fans may have been last October, I think, generally speaking, 
among Padre fans, there was a kind of, well, tip our cap to the Phillies kind of thing. I mean, it wasn't like, aside from that game five in Philly or whatever it was, where, you know, Bryce Harper home run off of uh, Josh Hader. And I know at that point there was some, or not off Josh Hader, but the, the big Bryce Harper home run. Thank you, Suarez. Um, you know, I know there was a lot of discussion. Well, why wasn't Hader in the game? I mean, that's the one moment last October where you look, look back and think, well, things turned. But other than that one moment, I think it was pretty much had to be accepted if you're a Padre fan that this is a really, really good Phillies team. Yeah. And, and they caught some October magic. And you're right. It looks like it this year. The thing that I thought in September, look out for the Phillies because they finished the season strong. And going back to what I said about Houston, um, Philly, because of last year, these guys have some October stripes now. They're they're also not going to shrink from the big moment. And I think where the Phillies are concerned, you know, they started out of the gate slowly in August, in April, May, June. Um, and part of it was Trey Turner got off to a miserable yeah. start, you know. We've seen it before, right, guys? Big time free agent signs a gazillion dollar contract, and in the new city, he presses and and he doesn't play well. But here's where also we may have to change the narrative of Philadelphia fans. Um, you know, for how many decades now? It's like, oh, they're so rough in Philly. They could boo Santa Claus. They did boo Santa Claus. Well, you know what? This year it was right around August first. You know, Turner was scuffling like crazy. And I talked to a couple of the Phillies, uh, uh, you know, Ben Davis, is the yeah. former Padre that's in the Phillies broadcast booth now. Him and I talked to a couple other Phillies when they were in San Diego, and they were just marveling that there was that one day, it was like a, a August 1st or somewhere around there. I'm, I'm probably off by a few days, but Turner was really struggling. And he wasn't feeling comfortable in Philadelphia. And right around the time, like 20 years ago, they would have booed a Mike Schmidt off the field. Yeah. They gave him – the Phillies fans went apple. They gave Turner standing ovations that day, like, hey, we're with you. We know you're going to come around. We know you're struggling. We know you're not off to the start you want. But, oh, my gosh, you know, we're, we believe in you. And they gave him standing ovations. And remarkably, it's almost like that was the turning point yeah. in Trey Turner's season. And, again, Ben Davis and a couple of Phillies, when they were here in September, were, were just shaking their head. And they were saying it was – something to see and it got Trey Turner going. He hasn't stopped since. So, you know, now you got Schwarber hasn't hit yet in October. He hit the home run, leadoff homer last night. You know, Schwarber gets going and Harper and Castellanos already are going and Trey Turner's going. He had to get twelve hits in the division series. Um, this is a special team and they've got their pitching lined up and it's also interesting, too, because Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, this is an old-school type of rotation. Yeah. This, isn't, this isn't the Dodgers and Tampa Bay uh, analyst baseball where our starter goes two innings and we're going to patch it all together. You know, I mean, it's Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola are guys. And they've got stars in the lineup. And I, I, I mean, I said a minute ago, don't count Houston out. But – I mean, I think right now I'm fully anticipating a Texas-Philadelphia World Series. Scott Miller is with us talking baseball, and uh, always great to have Scott aboard. You know, Scott, you you touched on the Dodgers, you touched on the Rays. Along with the Orioles and the Braves, these were the four teams that won 99 or more games this year. And those four teams, when they combined 1-11 and in Mm. postseason play, uh, all four teams were swept out of the playoffs immediately. 
Um, regard, leave out the the wild card buy time and the time, the downtime. Which of these four rosters really needs to look at itself going forward, and which of these four rosters needs to say, "Hey, this is just baseball being baseball, and we got to continue down the path." Um. Yeah, I would say probably the Dodgers uh, to start just out of, off the top of my head, just just because of the pitching that I just mentioned, especially, you know, I mentioned Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. You know, I mean, the Dodgers this year kind of got come. I mean, part of it was by necessity, right? I mean, a, a year and a half ago, they. I mean, Walker Bueller was all set to take the from Clayton Kershaw in the perfect yeah. Dodgers world. Uh, as Kershaw broke down this year and got older, uh, uh, Bueller was going to be the number one guy, and he was going to just it, 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 the way the Dodgers had it set up, it was going to be seamless. <clears throat> um, then, of course, Bueller's out all year. Uh, they couldn't have planned on Arias, uh, uh, you know, the domestic violence uh, incident that got him banished for the season. I mean, you know, that's not something the Dodgers necessarily could have planned on, even though it was his second occurrence. I mean, I know the Dodgers thought we've been through it once with this guy. He's, he's gone through training. Uh, hopefully he's matured, but he didn't. So they did have some bad breaks, but they also, at the trade deadline, Andrew Friedman, you know, Lance Lynn was the only guy he brought on. And, uh, you know, of course, Lynn led the American League in home runs at the time. And, you know, after going to the Dodgers, especially in the playoffs, he gave up the four home runs in one inning against Arizona. So, um, I think the Dodgers, when Bueller was down and Kershaw went down, they had a lot of games this year that were like basically bullpen games. And you wouldn't think a team with one of the top three or four payrolls in the National League, uh, I don't think you would expect them to uh, be trying to piece male games together with one bullpen game after another. Um, I think you can argue with the development of Julio Arias as well. I mean, they, they really – they don't – it's like they know they're going to be in October, so they don't really spend a lot of time developing starting pitching like Arias to, to go, you know, start on opening day and go seven innings all the way through the season. It's like they, they train them to go four or five innings early and slow play them for a while and then try to bring them to where they're going to be peaking at the end of the year and it hasn't worked the last few no. years. That, so that's why I think they have to look at their pitching and the way they're developing their pitching and, and maybe rethink, you know, the depth angle where if we have 15 pitchers uh, but only one guy that can go seven innings a night, maybe that's not equal to having three guys that can go seven innings and then a strong bullpen after that. Scott, last one for me, um, and it's probably off – the radar of most people, but Trevor Bauer, you, you, all this Dodger talk has, yep. has has sparked that kind of question mark in my head. And wh- what happens with him now? Do, do you see a team signing him um, based off of the, the information that's out right now? Yeah, I mean, I, he had a pretty good year in Japan, and I think he got hurt. Um, but uh, it's funny, talking to some of my friends in the Japanese media, they said he, you know, he was very popular in Japan. And, um, yeah, I know a lot of it was because he promotes himself, right? He's got his own videos he does and things like that. And he promotes himself as being very fan-friendly. But um, whether he's rehabbed his image enough in that one year in Japan to come back, 
Um, it's, it's hard to say. I think I would say no. I would say given the baggage and the ugly stories that surround him, I would think maybe it's going to take a couple more years to uh, rehab that image. Now, the only thing I think going in his favor right now is late in September when, you know, the, the, he and the, the, the woman who his accuser, when they dropped their mutual suits, they were suing each other and she was suing him and, and then they dropped it. So now that all the court stuff's done, he can, even if a lot of his, personal behavior appears to be reprehensible, he can at least now take the high road if he's trying to get a major league job and say, look, she dropped her suit against me. What else do you want me to do? There's nothing I can do. I told you I'm innocent. She dropped her suit. So that's to me the, the, the card he plays if he is to come back this year. But I think it's 50, 50, if any city will accept him. Yeah. Scott, as always, man, it's been too long. We need to get you uh, on here a little bit more often. Thanks for coming on, spending yeah. some time with us, talking some baseball. We'll do it again soon. Look forward to it, guys. Always enjoy talking baseball with uh, two of my favorite guys in San Diego. Take Thanks, care. Scotty. Indeed. Appreciate you, Scotty. Scotty Miller. All right, there he goes, uh, and there goes the ball. Kyle Schwarber just hit another home run for the Philadelphia Phillies. Don't let him get going. This is a recording, right? I mean, it seems like every night Schwarber goes deep. Uh, This was one of his uh, cheapies, a front row shot on the line drive to right field. It's made the score now. Philadelphia 2, Arizona nothing. Phillies batting in the bottom of the third. Trey Turner had homered earlier. Phillies with a 1-0 series lead. My... My instinct that the Diamondbacks would come back and even the series tonight seems like, uh, well, something that's not going to happen. They don't have a hit yet against Aaron Nola. So. Something that's not going <laughs> no, to happen. No, it's not looking very good. 2 nothing Phillies. We'll see how that plays out. Bottom of the third inning. More Gwen and Chris tomorrow starting at uh, 2 o'clock. Full four hours on the uh, program with you. Oh, yeah, my uh, camera's gone it- it totally catty. It follows you when you went out the room. Yeah, totally oh, and then did. it didn't yeah. pick me back up. There I am. You got to wave to it when you come back and say, hello, camera. Bye, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow at 2. And uh, you can stream us on uh, 97.3 The Fan SD YouTube channel. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 